You're listening to episode number three of Radical Shift, The Truth About Wealth Attraction. This is part one of two. And when it comes to wealth, now let's be honest, there's one thing that's true. Rich people think differently than poor people. They act differently than poor people. They speak differently than poor people. They aren't better. They aren't smarter. They aren't more qualified. They aren't more talented. They just have a different mindset, strategy, and vocabulary. And in this episode, we're going to shift you out of poverty mindset into living a life of financial abundance. And now for something a little different. I'm success coach and serial entrepreneur, Carla White, and I'm on a mission to wake the shift out of you. Filled with honesty and humor, this show is designed to lower your stress, increase your income, build your relationships, and make your journey a lot more fun. Welcome to Radical Shift. What's up, rock stars? Welcome to another episode of Radical Shift. My name is Carla White. I'm your host, and I am so thankful that you are here because this is a really super important topic. And we're going to talk about the money, honey. We're going to talk about how you can attract wealth, how you can build up your financial freedom. And we're not going to be talking about vision boards, affirmations, buying, maxing out your credit cards so you feel wealthy. What we're going to talk about is some real truthful stuff that's going to shift your wealth. Because here's the sobering truth about wealth. Only five out of every 100 Americans retire with financial freedom. So out of everybody listening to this, only five people out of each hundred are going to not be living paycheck to paycheck past the age of 65, 70. They're still going to have to work to pay those bills. And then here's another sobering truth. It's that 70% of lottery winners end up bankrupt within five years after receiving a large financial windfall. Most pro athletes are bankrupt just after five years. Not they spent all the money, they spent more than what they earned, millions of dollars. So even when you come into a windfall, that does not guarantee that you're going to retire wealthy. My job, my goal through this is to change all that because whoever controls the purse strings controls what's happening in this world. And I've sat, I've been the only skirt in the room for so many meetings, so many important discussions where there weren't people of minority. And that's what we need in this world to save this beautiful mother earth. We need more people from different backgrounds. Michelle Obama, uh, her mother was once quoted saying, she said, look, my children are nothing special. There are people like Michelle and her brother Craig, I believe, all over the south side of Chicago. It's just that they applied themselves. And I absolutely believe that within everybody, you are, it's your destiny to have, to be rich. It's, it's your duty to be rich. And, and it's no fault because here's the deal. If you're not getting rich, if you're not rich right now, I want you to stop beating yourself up because we are living in a society that 
it's teaching us anti-wealth. It's teaching us in, in schools, in the churches, in the cartoons. If you watch cartoons, there'll be a bad guy. He takes the money and then the superhero takes, saves the money, puts it back in the bank and the bad guy in jail. Anybody who wants money should go to jail. They're bad people. And they've taken, you know, churches have taken the Bible and construed it into you need to be poor. Only the poor are the heroes. And I tell you, I've studied the Bible. It's, it doesn't, it, I highly doubt that's what God wants because the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, is into growth. It wants expansion. Everything's expanding. It wants to expand. Everything wants to bloom and grow. And that's what we're going to do in this podcast. I'm going to show you how to trim back some of that anti-wealth stuff that we've been taught. And I'm going to give you some ways to actually apply new, new principles to your life, new ways of making money. Because it's not about being the best. I think in schools, it teaches us that if you get an A grade or a B grade, then you'll get the good job because you'll get into a good university and then you'll end up with a big paycheck. And my son, he just downloaded the life game on his iPad. He loves it. And he was super excited because his job that he won was a brain surgeon, I believe. And he got paid, the brain surgeon got paid $150,000 in the game of life. And I thought, well, where is the entrepreneur? Can you get to be an entrepreneur? Because pick that one, because then you get unlimited wealth <laughs> if you're an entrepreneur. And that's what I want to teach you. I'm not going to like, the thing is, is we're told the only way to make money is have an outstanding resume. And that outstanding resume will get you money. And that is one avenue. And I will never, ever discount that avenue because it's a fabulous one. And it will open up opportunities that lots of people will otherwise not get. But there are other ways to make wealth. And there's three areas that we're going to cover. One is a philosophical area. And this is just your beliefs about money. The reason that so many people go broke after winning 10, 15, 20 million dollars, and they go broke five years later, is that they, their belief about that money is negative. It was negative to go into it. So, you know, we... We have, because our society wants us to think so poorly about money, when we get it, we have this bad connotation about it. When we spend it, we feel bad. When we have too much of it, when we ask for it, we all, it's such a bad thing. We don't even want to talk about it with other people. It's up there with sex, with being a taboo subject. And yet, you know, you want more of it. And so, when you think about money, this is my thing. Money is like my third child or my fourth. I suppose my dog's my third, my fourth child. I love to see it in my life. I love to take it out. I love to see what I can do with it. Um, I love to see the bills because that's a report card to see where it's been. I, I love to see my bank statements. It's, it's a good thing. And also, it's just a piece of paper. And here's a mind-blowing fact about money. If you're still thinking that there's a limited amount and um, that is negative and all of that, let me let me share this mind-blowing fact. So you know all the hundreds of dollars of bills in the world and the yens and the rupees and the pesos and the pounds and the euros, all that physical money, only 4% of the wealth 
in the world is in physical form. Did your mind just blow up? That's only 4%. The rest is like zeros and ones going over the computer waves stored in databases. Money is kind of just not even real. But yet we all need it. So there's a philosophical. Then what you need once you get your head straight about money is you need a strategy. You need a strategy. And like I said, the one strategy we get is a resume. Great. I'm all for learning. Perfect. But there's other ways to make money. Because even with a resume, even with really good grades, and I tell you, I help at my son's school and the girls are killing it. They are so darn smart. But guess what? We get out into the real world and we ain't getting that much money. And I'm going to share ways that you guys, if you aren't getting paid the amount that you should be, I'm going to share with you ways to discover how to get paid more. Because the other thing other than strategy, and we'll get into that, is behavior, the behavior of money. Money behaves in a really crazy way. And a lot of people don't study it because they think that studying money involves studying finance and studying uh, the stock market and um, algebraic and really crazy, crazy equations that are just, you can't wrap your head around. But this is a behavior of money, an ebb and flow of money, like the ebb and flow of seasons and things like that. So you, there's those, if you can master those three areas, the world is your oyster. So my goal, I want to radically change your beliefs. I'm going to be very blunt about it. I want to change the course of your life and your families. I want to encourage you to try new things. But most of all, I want you to stop struggling with wealth. Okay. Because 20 years ago, I think it was, I was living out of my car. I had a college degree. I had MBA, MIS. I had experience. I had a pretty decent resume. I've done some amazing things. I spoke foreign languages. Yeah, I was living out of my car. And when I was living out of my car, that was a time when I could have been making impact, but I didn't have my head right. I didn't know these strategies. And even when I came into wealth a little bit later on, I'd always be capped. When I created my app, Gratitude Journal, I did it all on my own, no funding, nothing. It came all out of my own pocket. In fact, my whole business has been self-funded out of my own checkbook. But when I went to investors to pitch them and get some investment, none of them would bat an eye. Maybe I didn't know what I was doing, but what was interesting is if my husband was there, then the conversation got interesting. So I started to get a fire under me that one, I didn't want to be out of living in my car anymore. Two, I wanted to bring creativity to the table. I wanted other women, people of minorities to come to the table with their ideas. Do you know that most of the apps in the app store are developed by men, ideas by men, yet most of the apps are being used by women. And this comes with products across the board. When you start bringing people of color and minorities and women to the table with these conversations, the ideas are amazing. It's like walking into Barnes and Nobles and every book has been, that's in there, has been written by a Caucasian man. Could you imagine? 
a world like that. That's what it's like. And so we need your ideas. We need your creativity. And it's not a shortage of ideas. You don't, it's not that you don't have the right ideas. It's that you don't have the right tactics to bring them to market. And that's really super powerful. So, all right. So the thing I did to get my ideas to market was instead of going to investors, I went to millionaires and I hired them to teach me their secrets. I surrounded myself with them and I learned from them. And what I learned and what I did, I ended up stopped working dollars for hours and I started making some money already. And the biggest things that they taught me was, first off, you got to get rich quick. The When people say this is a get rich quick scheme, listen up because it's not a fraud. Well, it could be a fraud, but that's the way you want to get rich. Not all millionaires are equal. If you can get a million in a year or two, that's way better than if it takes you a whole lifetime. You get to enjoy it longer. You get to make a bigger impact. And the other thing is that positive thinking, as much as I am the biggest cheerleader about it with my gratitude app, it's not going to work all on its own. You can't eat your positive thoughts. It's important because confidence is a big player in attracting wealth, but you got to do more than that. And I think it's, it's something that a lot of coaches, a lot of people out there are saying, if you think positive, if you date your money, take it out on a date and pay, you know, like write a love letter to it, then it'll come into your life. And that's just destigmatizing it. That's just making it more common, like having a good conversation about it. Also, you got to focus on a strategy. And the strategies that I'm going to share in this episode, and then also in the next one, so you're going to want to listen to that one as well. These will attract more wealth in the next 12 months than you've had attracted in the past 12 years. The The first secret to wealth accumulation is you have to dump the guilt. You have to dump the guilt of having money because the pie is limitless. The pie, like taking from one person does not deprive that person. We've been taught that if Susie has eight pieces of the pie and she gives one to Tommy, how many pieces of pie does she have? Well, she doesn't know that maybe Tommy's going to create a recipe so she can quickly create five more pies and she doesn't end up with less, she ends up with more. But we're floating around with, with this idea that there's a limited amount of wealth out there and that your gain is somebody else's loss. Ways we hold ourselves off from money, that like we're just dialing down that wealth attraction is we're saying, I just want my fair share. I just don't want, you know, I don't want to take more than my fair share. I hear that all the time. When I ask my clients, how much money do you want to make? Just my fair share. And right away, I have to bust through that because it's dialing down the wealth attraction. It's like this. When there's two children, two different homes, one home, they have as much food as you can eat on the table. And on the other home, there's one serving for each person. The boy from the first home, he goes for a second helping, not even thinking about it, not feeling feeling guilty, not feeling bad about it, not feeling like he's depriving anybody. 
But the boy in the other home where there's only one meal, he's going to feel like he can't have any more and that asking for more is a bad thing. And you can choose which home you live in. You choose it. You can choose whether you believe that there's only one serving per person or that there's unlimited. And I will tell you, hands down, I have seen it. It's unlimited. I mean, look at Bezos and look at uh, Apple. How much cash does Apple have? I mean, there is a lot of money. But yet, people are scared to discuss their prices. They're, They're scared to bring it up. Or they can't close a deal. They don't come back. They don't, they're not hungry enough for it. I've had so many people where I've danced around a conversation of working together and I leave it on the table. I want to have a thought about it and they never come back and say, Hey, have you thought about it? Can I help you? What do you think? Should we do business together? It's like driving. Once you learn the steps of making money, it becomes second nature. But the problem is, is that nobody's teaching you these steps. They're teaching you math equations, they're teaching you queuing theory, but they're not teaching you the steps of making money. And in order to be, to make the money, another secret is you have to be where the money is. So where is the money then, right? Well, there's some of it on the golf course, if you can get on on those games. There's some in the country club, if you can get invited to those. But a lot of us, myself included, are not invited to the golf course in the country club. So I go to where I am invited, and I invite myself. These are conferences. These are coaching sessions. These are masterminds. I will pull out my wallet. And I will join these places and I will be where the wealth is because who I meet there are other wealthy people, other wealthy people who I can help rather quickly. And what they're in is the game of making money and I can help them make that money. And they love it. It's we're playing a game together. It's all just a game. And here's the interesting thing about this idea of like a limited pie somebody has some pie, they're going to eat it. They're not just going to let it sit around. So in other words, people are going to spend their money anyway. And wouldn't it be better if they spent it with you who wants to do good in the world rather than with somebody else like Coca-Cola who has cancerous ingredients in their product? No, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's true. Um, and here, here's another interesting thing. If they're saying, I can't afford it, No matter what, it's not whether they can afford it or not. It's whether it's a priority. I have worked with so many clients that once they discovered what a priority it was, how quickly their life could change, they found the money. And because they, they think that the money has to be right there in physical form in front of them. There's a coach that often said to me, if it's not in your bank account, ask the universe who has my money. And then you need two things. You need an offer, a product of some sort, and then you have to sell it. And I'm going to get into that in the next session. But most of the time people stop. They stop themselves at, I don't have the money. This is just the way it is. I got to accept it. Wanting more is greedy. I should accept what I have. 
You know what I feel is greedy is using those ideas as an excuse to hold yourself away from wealth, to stop yourself from getting out of your comfort zone to acquire wealth, to make the changes in the world. Instead, you'll like a comment on Facebook that stands for what you like, stands for what you believe in, but you won't put yourself in the line of fire to actually go get it. And that's why I feel like it's your duty to get wealthy. And if you aren't getting wealthy, then you need to accept the responsibility of your life. If you have broke customers, get new ones. If you have a job that isn't paying you enough, talk to your boss, go look for a new one. And if you're thinking, well, I'm a good person, I do really good stuff. Hey, man, I will high five you and love you to the end of the earth. But money doesn't go to people just for being kind or fair. It doesn't, it'll go as much to the drug dealer as it does to the, the parish leader or the nonprofit organization. It doesn't pick or choose based on goodness. And you don't get what you deserve. No, you get what you negotiate. My first job, I only earned about like, gosh, $25,000, I think, working for a $3.5 billion Pentagon program because I didn't know how to negotiate. You got to learn how to negotiate. You got to learn how to sell. And I'm going to get into that in the next podcast. Being the best doesn't actually mean you're going to be the richest. Being the most talented doesn't mean you're going to get rich either. Money moves to non-judgmental market forces. It moves to the market. You've got to understand that market movement. Take a look at, for example, Dr. Phil. Is he the best therapist on the planet? Probably not. He knows a couple of really funny uh, Texan colloquialisms. He's, you know, good at a joke. He can banter a few things. He probably says about the same five things every show. And look at how rich he is. Look at how famous he is. Everybody knows who he is. And this brings me into the third secret. You have to be fearless. You have to stop worrying about what others think and go after what is rightfully yours, what is yours to begin with. And this isn't to tell you to go out and be wasteful, but to be confident, to reflect that you know what you're doing and you believe in yourself and you know that you're worth it. And if you don't understand your worth, Sit down and look at how much you're affecting each person when you help them out. For example, they do a study where just a smile, just a smile or holding open a door to somebody, how that affects not just the person you held the door open to or smiled to, but five people deep. So if you want to know your worth, sit down and calculate how much is that worth to them, to their children, to their spouses, to their coworkers. What value are you bringing to all of these people through your expertise? You look at the best role models for this. I mean, you look at Beyonce or Dolly Parton or Ashley Longshore, one of my favorite artists. None of these people are whiners. They're not complainers. They're not excuse makers. They're not, they don't wimp out. You got to have that mental toughness to go running into the fire, just absolutely freaking yourself out and People that you know and love are going to be throwing rotten tomatoes at you, trying to knock you down, knock you off that high horse. And you got to just 
turn around and say, that's the best you got. Let's do it. Because wealth is not based on pity. It moves towards respect. And that respect begins with yourself. It begins, if you respect yourself, if you raise your standards of yourself, if you start accepting responsibility yourself, guess what? The whole world will match it. And this brings me into the final secret. And that is you have to speak money. You have to always speak money. I'm not going to say emulate who he is, but the way he talks about his accomplishments. And that's our current president, Trump. Like him or hate him, that's not the issue. But he, everything he talks about, everything he creates, whether it's a steak, a tie, a hotel, it's always the biggest, the best, and the awesomest. And I think women, especially, need to take a page out of this book, myself included. When we talk about what we are able to create, how often are we saying that we are like, it's amazing. I'm so proud of myself. Look at what I accomplished. I was on the news the other day and I stopped by my hairdressers afterwards and I was talking to her about it and she was high five a man, giving me a lot of fist bumps and that's awesome. And I was playing it down. I was like, well, yeah, whatevs. She's like, own it, honey own it. And then this morning, on the flip side of that, there's another friend of mine who posted on Facebook her wins for the past quarter. Everything she did, along with gratitude for everybody who helped her get there. And that's the sort of thing you need to be doing. Point that out. I have had so many wins in my life that I am not pointed out to other people. I have kept it small because I was told along the line somewhere that women aren't supposed to brag or I don't know, it's, I shouldn't even say women, that people aren't supposed to brag. It's a bad thing. So brag it up. Share your story. In fact, here's what I would like for you to do. Post your wins in the comments. So go over to the Apple podcast, rate this podcast, post your wins. What are the big things that you've done? I want to hear from you. And if you have any questions for me, go ahead and post those in the comments as well. And if you want me to give you a shout out, put in your Instagram handle and I will tag you in Instagram. Plus I will talk. I'll mention your name in the show. So thank you so much. Be sure to tune in for part two of this money, honey talk. Love you guys. Keep being awesome much for listening. Now, if you want to create a radical shift in your life, all you have to do is head over to thegratitudeapp.com and that will take you directly to the app store where you can download it and start using the gratitude app today. Now, if you're the type of person who loves to help out family and friends, be sure to share this episode. And if you ever want to reach out to me, just head on over to Instagram at Hey Carla White. I'd love to hear from you and hear your comments. Until then, keep being limitless, keep being adventurous, and keep creating radical shifts.